Did you know in ancient Greece in Rome, doctors used spider webs to create bandages for their patients? <laughs> Dr. Spidey to the rescue. Spider webs apparently have natural antiseptic and antifungal properties, which can keep wounds clean and prevent infection. Now, spider webs are also high in vitamin K, which helps promote clotting. Now, we don't want to have any of that, right? So vitamin K, boys and girls, get it at your local CVS or pharmacy. So next time you walk into a spider web, you know that dance that we always do, where you're kind of like doing this and you're kind of like doing that? That actually is how some people do dance over here in America. Well, here's the deal. Uh, start embracing it because you might need that special K to actually help you out along your day. Okay. Speaking of special K, I have a killer guest on the show today. Chris Sandescu, welcome to Epic Starts. BP, thanks for having me. How are you, my man? You look nice and refreshed and revitalized. You look like a guy that's just taken a four-week European vacation, maybe two weeks. I just did. It was mostly one week and a couple of weeks of work, but uh, yeah, it's good to be back, man. You feeling good? You got the, uh, the batteries recharged and energized and ready to rip? Everything's 150% as usual. <laughs> 150. Look at that guy getting the extra credit. Well, already then, you heard the man. Chris Sandescu is here. My name is EP, and Epic starts right here. The name of your baby is Coda Intelligence. Coda with a C, not a K. So Coda Intelligence, Chris, please share what your company is all about. What do you guys have to offer the world? How is Coda different? Give us a little, uh, little pitch on Coda. So what we're building at Coda is actually a SaaS platform that is designed to bring together IT and security professionals and help them identify and remediate critical vulnerabilities and weaknesses in their defense systems before any threat actors actually get a chance to exploit them. Hmm. How did you kind of come across this whole idea of building a, another SaaS platform? What makes Coda Intelligence different from all the other ones that are out there? Well, it's really the, the, the unique um, thing about our platform is we combine vulnerability management, so traditional vulnerability, vulnerability assessments with network and security controls, security assessments. So we, what we do within our platform, what's, what's called Footprint, is we build a footprint, a virtual data model of the customer's network, and we assess the security configurations of the endpoints, networks, and services, and we overlay vulnerabilities on top of that, uh, like you would do within a pen test, uh, but we do that with a white box perspective through integrations, and that really gives us a unique understanding of who's talking to who and how would threat actors be able to exploit and chain vulnerabilities like we do in a pen test. They, so, they kind of do the same. So what's in the soup? Like take me behind the kitchen and you know what, you got some AI in there, a little sprinkle of ML. What are some of the ingredients that make your soup stronger, taste uh, a yeah. hell of a lot healthier than what's out there in the marketplace? Cause look, there's a lot of um, platforms and you know, I just got back uh, a few weeks back uh, at Black Hat, right? In DEF CON. And you walk down these aisles and you hear people say one thing and then you look at the marketing that they have and it, you know, you read another, 
but don't believe everything that you read. You might want to actually have a conversation with somebody to make sure that you understand that your connotation of that word or that acronym, theirs might be different. And understanding how it ticks might be a life-changing or at least a business-changing experience for you. So tell me a little bit about what's in the soup. The magic behind it and, and the soup behind it is actually being able to get uh, the configurations and understand who's talking to who on the network, which processes are being spawned and listening locally or listening on the network and who's on the other end. And is this process actually vulnerable to, or just theoretically vulnerable to a CVE? Where would an attacker be able to pivot from here? And but let's just take an example, a simple, very simple example on this. Please. You might be having a theoretical um, CVE on an unpatched version of Apache, right? Um, and it might be network exploitable, but if that Apache isn't started or isn't listening on the network, then that's not actually exploitable on that. And in the same sense, you might have a local privilege escal escalation vulnerability. But if you don't have any remote code execution on that box, then that privilege escalation is virtually useless to you as an attacker. So are you doing some behavioral analysis to decipher the good from the bad? Yeah, we do. We do that. And we link applications with the patterns that the users, that those are actually used on the network. Nice. I mean, take me through the background. I mean, you sound like you got to be a guy that probably did some hacking back in the day. Ethical hacking. Am I uh, warm on that assumption? You are. You are indeed. This is this is actually one of my childhood passions. So I've I've been doing that since uh, 2006. And what was the very first thing that you hacked? Like the very first gadget or the very first thing that you actually identify as and maybe it was maybe it was your mom or your dad, you know, breaking into your room and saying, "What are you doing?" Or maybe it was a teacher, a professor, a neighbor. Who 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 was it? And what was it? The first thing that I can remember was hacking on IRC um, on IRC channels and doing some ping flutes. I was able to do that because I had a DSL, uh, not a DSL, uh, a cable modem. Uh, with 256 KB speed, and I was able to flood, uh, to flood anything that was below below my speed. So, is it what's uh, is it like a rush? What is it when you actually re realize, oh my gosh, I actually did this? Is that like a rush? Is it a natural high? Is it like wow, the sense of accomplishment? Does it take me through the feelings of that. First, it's it's a little bit of a, an amazement that, you know, this, how was, was it possible that this actually worked or did it actually work or is it just uh, an impression? And, you know, DOSing uh, was, was one of the first things, but then I started hacking a little bit more serious things where you would actually know that you hacked them. So like web application, web applications, internet banking, uh, mobile banking, whatever whatever it was back then that uh, that could have been hacked. Well, I can only imagine some of the conversations you have with other fellow hackers. You know, there's a lot of good that comes out of that. I mean, that's a big reason why people are getting together at some of these conferences, right? Specifically DEF CON, as we talk about it. What was the fuel that actually drove you though? What was it that you identified that was not in the marketplace and you thought of, hey, I need to start this company. There's a better way of doing it. Was, a, was there a lack of something being you know, unavailable or was it an emotion that you had to, to determine and help, help have you help create 
Coda Intelligence as it is today? Well, it was on one hand our lack of basically lack of resources to uh, be able to do this on a more often basis, and also our customers' lack of budget to to be doing this on a continuous basis. Um, but it was also our, my wish to be able to help a lot more people like myself or like some of the some of my colleagues, um, because we were running a uh, fifteen. Uh, consultants business at at the moment and it was really hard for us to to scale and and service all of the demand that that we had so that was the main driver for us uh, starting to build a platform instead of continuing in the services business how long did it actually take you from like day one to the point where you had an mvp you actually had a platform that you could put in front of a customer and you would you were proud of where you're like, okay, this is now at a point where, wow, it's been a lot of work, but we got here. Was that a six month, 18 month track, maybe even longer? Uh, it was actually, so before the first MVP that we launched uh, was a couple of months after we started the company. I wasn't really proud of that. It was just a very simple one. It took yeah. five years until I was proud of uh, of the platform that we've we've put in front of customers. Yeah, I love that answer in terms of uh, how you got to this point. MVP, not in two months. How long did you say it actually took? Five years. Five I mean, years. So we we had a first MVP in two months, but the one that was actually uh, starting to sell. Yeah. So first product launch was five years later. Wow, five years, kids. Think about that. I mean, talk about little patience. I mean, you got to like really, but you know what's great about that? It's kind of like, let's go back to the soup analogy. It's kind of like, yeah, it kind of tastes like chicken broth. And then here you are five years later, stirring it up, stirring up a little dash of this, a little dash of that. It really bids to show how well you've been working on this and perfecting it to get better more, I'm assuming more efficient, probably more affordable. Are those a couple of fair assumptions that throw out there? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, work going into training uh, machine learning algorithms and um, pulling in the right amount of data, fine tuning the algorithms. That's, that's a lot of work. Maybe also that it's the fact that it started as a side project for the first part and then really, really accelerated once we, we got our first round of funding. And anytime anyone's working with you know AI, working with the algorithms, it's like a fine-tuned engine. You need to continuously monitor the engine, make small, subtle tweaks uh, for the AI, the ML that's getting stronger over time because we all know it's not a set it and forget it. You do have to you know, monitor and continue to help the learn from the data that you're getting and help that system get better, right? Let's talk about uh, trends in the cyber industry, Mr. Sandescu. Talk to me about one trend that stands out for you that you think that is, uh, you believe is happening in the cyber arena right now that's really positive for the industry. Maybe it's, um, I, mean, I don't want to throw things out there. I kind of want to hear where your head's at around that. What's a positive trend i would definitely say it's more collaboration between cross-functional teams 
I would say, uh, you know, cloud and DevOps really accelerated this uh, move of cross-functional teams and collaboration between, you know, traditional security teams, traditional IT teams. There is not that much barrier in there and everybody really starts to, you know, understand um, why security is important and why shifting security left is 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 really more much more efficient both for for everybody involved including you know at the end of the day providing business benefits that is epic i love that all right so we got the positive trend now let's go the other direction the dark side let's talk about negative trends chris you're a young guy but talk to me about negative trends what are you seeing now remember people listening to this are thinking where you were when you started this business. So like if you can throw a little a little tidbit out there to help them and help everybody, you know, your opinion, what's a negative trend that's happening right now in cyber that you'd like to see go away? There's too much demand for experts. I don't know how we're going to solve this. Probably technology is one piece, but I guess education is another piece, but I'm seeing a lot of people joining cyber and not really mastering fundam- IT fundamentals. Let's, let's call it like that. Would you say that this is because of a trust factor? Like, can you trust the technology? Can you trust that the people you have on board actually have the technology properly configured? So do you think maybe the higher ups, the executive leadership teams are just having a hard time trusting? Do I have enough people versus, hey, I have enough people. Do I have the right people to manage the tech that I need to allow and trust? I wouldn't say it's 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 the same all over the world. So it, it's it's probably really different from organization to organization. And the ones that are really well funded and have real resources, yeah. I, they're able to get better, more qualified people. Mm-hmm. And in, in my opinion. Business was and is always about people. Yeah. So as much as the technology can help with optimizations and with making things more efficient, making processes run more, run smooth, um, I still think um, there's a lot about, about people. I, I totally agree. I mean, look, we, we are short on resources. That's not, that's nothing new. So I'm with you hundred percent. And I think there's definitely the need, there's a gap. Uh, for people, for businesses to trust in more technology like yours, um, which I thought was a great low softball that I just threw up there for you to crush out of the park. So let's talk about Coda again uh, in terms of the inception. So is Coda, you know, you're the CEO, you're the founder of Coda Intelligence. Talk to me about your startup. Is this your first one or have you done this before? Uh, this is actually the second one, but the first one that's um, on the uh, hypergrowth product and VC-backed company. So the first one was a bootstrap company, a yeah. services company that I introduced a little earlier. Um, bootstrapped that with the same co-founder uh, that I'm in with, that's in with Coda. And that would be? Andrew. Andrew. Andrew has the last name. Uh, Colleen. Unless he's unless he's a hacker, no, a non-ethical hacker. I know Andrew's a good guy. Well, I'm sorry. What's Andrew's last name? Colleen. Colleen. Okay, excellent. So you and Andrew, second time around, uh, learned a lot from the first one. 
probably rolled up the sleeves and said, okay, here's what we learned from. Here's what we're going to do better. It sounds to me you've passed the five-year mark in terms of having Coda up and running. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, it's kind of like a restaurant. We're going to go back to the soup. You've passed. I mean, 90% chance of failing in your first year, 72 in your next two to five. And look at you now. Now you're starting to fly. Let's talk about the startup life because you're still in it. But let's talk about three words that you feel would be the best way to describe the startup life. What are those three words? Creation, chaos, hard work. So four, actually. Yeah, (laughs) that's okay. I'll let you get the extra credit. I think you're the first one that's used creation on the show. I like that a lot. Chaos, I hear that often. There's good chaos. There's organized chaos. And then there's just crazy chaos. Did you and Andrew, before the first one, did you guys like do anything together, like climb a mountain or any obstacle course in life, a race, a baseball team, a soccer team? I mean, you're over in Europe. What 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 did you guys work on together where you said, yeah, I got this with Andrew. This is going to be a fun ride. And I think we're going to work great together to build something awesome. We were work colleagues since we started our professional careers. So we've worked together at a previous at a previous job. So we we knew each other. He was on the sales side. I was on the tech engineering side. And we we complemented each other very well because we see the world very different. And I think this is a really important criteria when when choosing a, a co-founder and uh, maybe a life partner as well. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And you know what? That that's really strong. I hear and see a trend that works really well in your living proof of it, where you've got one person that handles the sales slash marketing part of the business, and then somebody else handles the technical part of the business, the engineering side. So fantastic. That's great to hear that that's working out well. It's now time to play Find the Epic in You. All right, you ready for this, Chris? I got uh, one, two, three, four, five. Eh, maybe I throw in an extra question for you. First one's easy. Where were you born? I was born in Romania in Europe. No way. I can't hear the accent whatsoever. The accent from Romania. Fantabulous. Never been what, there. I, what kind of accent were you expecting to hear? <laughs> <laughs> so if you and I are sitting down at a coffee shop, in the morning, what's the pastry that I'm going to have with you in Romania? Probably going to go for a pan au chocolat. Pan au chocolat. Ooh, I got that right. Pan au chocolat? You did? Yeah. I like that. What is, what, what is a pan au chocolat? That's my favorite. Where is it? No, what is it? Oh, what is it? It's kind of a croissant, but with double chocolate oh. uh, dips through it. Oh, you have me a double. Yes. Let's make that happen. All right. Where you? Where do you reside now? In Boston. In Boston. I was looking for the Boston accent to come out. That's a, it maybe it hasn't rubbed off on you yet enough. But yeah, what's okay? What's what's the pastry in Boston? You can't get a pan of chocolate in Boston, can you? You can. Yeah. Can yeah, you? Sure. Yeah, you can. Fantastic. That's pretty good. Is that still what's driving you early in the morning, or is there some other secret ingredient? There's a coffee as well with with that coming in with that. So how many years have you actually had in technology? How much tread on the tires? 10, 12, 15 years? I started in um, 2005. Mm -hmm. That would be a little north of 17. 
Yeah. Okay. 17 years in technology and look at you now started at the started at the bottom all the way up at the top. What time does a typical day in the life start for Chris Sandescu? The alarm clock is going off at. Uh, there's no alarm clock because I really love waking up in the mornings. So. Get out of here. You naturally yeah. wake up every morning on your own. Come I do. on. Somewhere, somewhere between six and seven. Yeah. Look at that. The guy's even engineered and, and hacked a way to magically wake up every morning at the same time. Actually, I think we all have that internal body clock, especially when you're excited about starting the next day. Right. There's something to be said about that. Those of you that are still sleeping in and it's, Huh. Check the clock. 1030 in the morning. Hey, you might want to get your day started. Next question for you, Chris. Where do you get your source of inspiration? Audiobooks? Do you read books? Maybe technical technology conferences or maybe something else? Conferences for sure. I love conferences. I love spending time with smarter people. Um, so that's where I get a lot of inspiration. So why the hell are you spending time with me? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I really admire you and I oh, like you. Oh, come on, man. I didn't pay you to say that. I love you. I love you, man. That's awesome. Any particular conference out there that stands out that every year, hey, I don't want to miss that? Which, what's one of your faves? I would definitely say I love RSA. Yeah, that's a good one. It's like a melting pot of people across the world, right? And by the way, I don't know if you were there in June. Let's make sure that... Okay, yeah, let's make sure we sync up for the next one. It's strong. I mean, it's it's back. Not as strong as it has been. Black Cat, by the way, as strong as I think it's ever been. Uh, RSA definitely coming back. It was good to see. Last question for you, Chris. Epic Magazine, if and when I put it out and I put you on the cover, maybe you'll be on the September issue. What does the actual caption say? Let's not give the bad guys any opportunity to to get close to our networks there you go i love that marvel hero chris sandisku stepping up to bat all right i want you to stare in a camera number one right here right there i want you to stare out there because you got a lot of entrepreneurs are out there ready to take the jump what are some little tidbits little nuggets some chris sandisku gold nuggets that you can give to those that need them some things that you've learned, some advice that you like to provide the world. Well, you have to really trust yourself that you're going to succeed. And if you don't, it's it's not an issue because you've got a thousand more chances to, to try again. And you, so yeah, really believe in yourself and do what you love to do. Love that. Take the jump. Chris did. With Andrew, these guys are jumping and they're doing fantastic things with Coda Intelligence. Chris, it was an epic opportunity to have you on the show today. I hope you enjoyed it. Was it an epic experience for you, my friend? I really enjoyed it. Really big thanks for for having me. I really appreciate uh, being here and having the opportunity to talk to you. Well, you know we're going to do it again. And I want people to follow you and I want people to follow Coda. Where do they go to learn more about Coda Intelligence? How do they follow Chris Sandisco? So for us, it's codaintelligence.com, always on LinkedIn, always on LinkedIn, either on, on myself or on the Coda Intelligence page. All right, guys, you heard it. And by the way, that was Coda once again with the C, not that vitamin K I had at the top of the show, C-O-D-A. 
intelligence. Chris, we're going to definitely do a progress report. We didn't get too much into the funding and where things stand, but I know that you're out there actively looking, always are, especially as your company is growing. So good luck to you for that. Have fun getting funded. Another epic video podcast is waiting and ready for your viewing and listening pleasure. Just go hop over to epicstartswithep.com and check out the vault. Also, if you are looking to check off your list to be kind and generous, well, allow me to give you some helpful hints. Number one, go subscribe to our channel. That'll help us continue to build. Also, give us one of those little thumb ups, those little likes. We kind of need that. And then last but not least, follow me. You can follow me on all the social media out there. The tag is Epic Starts With EP. Thanks for tuning in today. I'll catch you guys all real soon. And remember, everything epic starts with EP.